Welcome to the Armageddon Retrospect Podcast. Today, let's talk about school sports. Now, the Bible has nothing to say about school sports. I mean, you can't look up a scripture where Jesus is talking about lacrosse or where the Apostle Paul is talking about varsity basketball. There's not even anything about, you know, maybe some of the Olympic activities back at those those days, whatever they were, you know, the Greek sporting events, whatever the hell it was. There's just, there's nothing in there about school sports and the scriptures. And I'm not, obviously not the first one to point this out, but Jehovah's Witnesses, the leadership especially, they need to control every aspect of your life. But in the scriptures, there's not a rule for every aspect of your life. So how are they going to establish that control? So when there's not a direct scripture condemning something or proving it, they count on the culture within the organization. So there's the scriptural rules and then there's the culture. Not to say that all the rules are even based on scriptures, but, um, you know, you get the idea. So rules and culture. Now, how do they establish the culture when there's no scriptures that speak directly on things? And how do they get the congregation to frown on activities that they don't want you to participate in? Well, they have... Uh, two things they'll say. One is the expression scriptural principles. What scriptural principles means is that there's not a scripture that actually talks about the subject. And so they take a hodgepodge, a patchwork quilt of scriptures, they throw them together out of context, and they say these are the scriptures that should guide your decision on the topic. And in doing so, they are in effect making an implicit rule as part of the culture. The other thing they say is it's a conscience matter. And that doesn't mean they actually want you to use your conscience to make a decision. What that means is we want you to feel like you're making a decision, but we're the ones that are going to fucking tell you what to do. And therefore, it's a conscience matter, right? Your conscience that we've trained to do exactly as we say, which makes your conscience not a conscience at all. Okay, so you get the idea, right? So they those two things. Those two things set up the culture. And this is important because when it comes to school sports, again, nothing in the scriptures condemning school sports. But they want to make the culture make Jehovah's Witnesses in general frown upon the idea of young people playing school sports. So there's an awake of 1991, June 22nd, page 14. And it's going to start out talking about uh, very little, but just kind of they, you know, they're trying to appear balanced. So they're going to mention a couple of positive things about sports. But they're going to quickly flip that and 
focus as much as possible on the negative side of sports, not directly condemning the plane of school sports, but trying to make, again, make Jehovah's Witnesses frown upon it so that the culture dictates that people don't play school sports. So in the first paragraph, it says this. Perhaps you too enjoy playing team sports. You like the exercise, camaraderie, and excitement. You may even dream of being a hero, imagining the cheers of the crowd as you make the basket, the catch, or the goal that gives your team the victory. Second paragraph. Whatever the reason for your enthusiasm for sports, many youths share it. They particularly enjoy participating in team sports, such as football, soccer, basketball, baseball, and hockey. Okay, so, and it goes on to talk about, you know, some of the benefits of the exercise and um, training and challenging your mind, challenging your body, the fun of it. But with by the, uh, let's see here, one, two, three, four, fifth paragraph, <laughs> they are going to now shift it. They say, not all youths, however, have such noble motives for playing sports. Glory fame and prestige are also powerful incentives if you were on a team remembers reggie you were considered one of the coolest guys that walked the grounds oh no okay so here we go so now they are going to take something positive and flip it to selfish motives which they like to do with a lot of things um and now we're on to the glory fame prestige and the next subheading says the darker side. That's <laughs> that's the theme. Um, what do I want to read here? There's so much bull crap here. Um, pardon me, bullshit. That's I um, had a Jehovah's Witness moment there where I didn't swear. Okay, uh, I'm gonna read a couple of paragraphs here about the darker side. Okay. Little wonder, then, that sports in many schools are played with almost life and death urgency. Fun and fitness fade into the background. As Seventeen Magazine went on to say, suddenly winning overrides concerns about honesty, schoolwork, health, happiness, and most other important aspects of life. Winning becomes everything, and the pressure builds. With this win-at-all-costs attitude prevailing, it is no surprise that a flood of injuries has plagued school athletics. Violence by athletes, fans, and even parents sometimes accompanies games. And use of performance-enhancing drugs such as steroids is becoming widespread even among teenage athletes. So, while playing on a team may have some limited advantages, it may also engender an overly competitive spirit, fantasies of great wealth, and an egotistical desire for glory. You ready for a scriptural principle? Here we go. These things clearly go contrary to the Bible's counsel not to be stirring up competition with one another, not to love money, and not to be seeking personal glory. Joining a school team could very well expose you to unwholesome influences in a very intense way. Okay, so there you have it. So just think about, actually think about for a moment, how many kids join school sports with those motives in mind. And think about the percentage of student athletes who actually are able to become professional and become rich and become famous. I mean, I think a lot of people recognize that that 
probably is not going to happen. Just statistically speaking, the number of student athletes who make it to the pros is very low. Um, also, what about, <laughs> sorry, just like, I'm just trying to process this. Um, what about the breaking down of the ego by playing with the team? Uh, they're not going to talk about that, right? Do you, do you think the best team player is the person that's the ball hog, who's egotistical, who's the one who wants to make it big and is going to get famous? Maybe sometimes that, that person's going to make it or going to survive with that attitude all through school sports. But I think playing on a team can also break down your ego. You have to learn how to like pass the ball. You have to learn how to work with other personalities. All those things. So in many cases, you actually have to put your egos and your ambitions aside and learn how to work with other people instead of trying to boost yourself up. If you're constantly just trying to boost yourself up, seems to me, someone I have very limited experience, I have the same school sports as I'll soon talk about after you know looking at this article, but it just seems to me that you have to set it aside, right? You have to set yourself aside at some point um, if it's a team sport. Okay, now there's some obviously some truth here they're sprinkling in. Yes, could steroids be a problem? Sure it could. Um, should parents beat the shit out of each other in the stands? They sure shouldn't. Should a coach throw a chair at the athletes? No, he shouldn't. Like, you know, those things happen, and they shouldn't happen. But for the most part, uh, I think if you talk to people who participated in school sports and ask them if it was a positive experience or a negative experience, at least in the people I've talked to, anecdotally, it's been a pretty positive experience overall for most of them and i think a lot of them wouldn't uh, avoid it if they could go back they would still play school sports even if they you know had a sprained knee or something okay uh then it gets into the association you're going to face on the team and i just want to read this paragraph because this is um interesting and i'm going to have a moment of transparency here Frankly, what kind of association will you likely run into in a team locker room? Admits one youth. There was a lot of cursing and use of bad language. The guys always talked about girls and would bring pornographic books to look at. Furthermore, developing and maintaining the team spirit usually demands that you mix socially with teammates before and after games and practice sessions. Oh no! Mixing with teammates socially. Oh no. And it says, it goes on to say, I just want to read this next sentence. True, it may be possible to be on a team and remain uninvolved socially. So what they're saying is like, <laughs> can you imagine just being on a team and not being involved at all socially with the team? Like, isn't that kind of where you engender um, camaraderie? Uh, you know, it's not just playing the sport, but what they're trying to do is, just in case anyone wants to argue that, hey, I can just play the sport and not hang out with my teammates. They're going to stomp that down too, just in case you were thinking that that might be a possibility. But this whole thing, I just want to go back to this last paragraph. Okay. Cursing bad language. As a Jehovah's Witness youth, um, all the almost all the Jehovah's Witness teens I knew at some point cursed and used a lot of bad language. Okay, pornographic books. Yes, Jehovah's Witness boys also look at pornographic books and share those around a lot of the time. Uh, always talking about girls. Same thing, same thing. It, it's just like they have pointed out nothing here that does not happen within the congregation, but they're so blind 
to what the own, their own fucking teenagers are doing. They just think their teenagers are just like on this next plane of existence that aren't, they're not thinking about sex or porn or cursing or drinking or experimenting with drugs. Yes. Are there some who don't at all? Great. I get it. That happens. Right. But like, um, it, it, it happens with their own, their own, their own congregation. It's just, it doesn't get talked about, obviously. Like, they can't talk, they can't admit that this is really, most time, they can't admit that's what's going on. Okay. And I'm just going to go back down. Healthy alternatives now. Um, because there's a paragraph here that, again, sets the culture idea that I was just talking about. It's called uh, Healthy Alternatives, subheading. Of course, some athletic training may be provided during school hours as part of the regular curriculum. And there's usually no objection to a young Christian's attending such classes. Okay, usually no objection. Furthermore, circumstances vary in different lands. Nevertheless, youth among Jehovah's Witnesses generally avoid involvement in extracurricular school sports. Why? Why do they generally do that? Because you're fucking telling them to. That's why they generally do it. That's why they're generally doing it. Okay. And then it goes on to say, now this does not mean that you as a Christian youth cannot enjoy sports. It does mean, however, that you may have to take certain initiatives. So they've set up the culture and they're saying, this is what people generally do. Of course, because they've set it up. So it's that way. And then they're using that as a pressure for parents to keep their kids out of school sports. Now, on top of that, if you, let's say, are a father and you want to let your kids play sports, and I saw this, they will not let you have special privileges in the congregation. They will actually, the elders get together and talk shit about you in the back room about how you're not a good example, you're letting your kids play sports, so on and so forth. They just will shit on that guy. And I saw it in the congregation. I saw a guy who had good kids. They were even good witness kids, but they did play sports. And gasp. It just, you know, they just, wow. Could not talk enough bad things about that guy letting his kid play sports. And they just would not even look at him in any way or form for any type of position in the congregation. So there's that, again, cultural piece there and stuff going on in the back room just to make it, to, to push Christians down. Now, if that guy goes to the elders and says, hey, why can't I do this or why can't I do this in the congregation? They're going to say, well, look, hey, it's because your kids play sports. And if he says, well, why? There's no rule against that. Then they're going to be like, well, <laughs> of course there's not. But, you know, it's just not setting a good example. So, again, they're going to push that kind of culture, that pressure piece um, on them. You're going to get frowned upon by most members in the congregation. So, it, anyways, the the article points out like how you should just basically have a picnic with your fucking family, some people from the congregation, and just play sports. Race to your heart's content. Uh, throw the frisbee around with your dad and just be content with that. You know what? Just If you want to play team sports, it's too fucking bad. Now, here's an interesting thing I want to talk about. The worst team sports, as far as competitiveness and anger and tantrums that I ever saw was when I was serving at Bethel. You want to talk about a shit show. And I think it's because, specifically because everybody on those courts had never played actual team sports while they were in school. And so when they got, you know, now you're like an adult and you haven't been taught how to play in a team and how to like treat other people on other teams. 
and they would set up these even these leagues within Bethel, you know, like and there was brackets and competitions, and you wouldn't believe it. Like you think I'm lying right now, but I'm not lying. This happens, and I saw people, Bethelites, shove each other down, get in each other's faces, yelling. I saw soccer matches where people had to be held apart so they wouldn't punch each other's lights out. I'm like, this is such, there's such a double standard happening here. And of course, if you ask the leadership about Bethlehem, they'd be like, oh, of course that's frowned upon. But they just, they can't put the two things together. Like, we're going to keep a teen out of actual school sports that's regulated. But if you come to Bethel, you can play in this league you know, because you get the, oh, all this good association and happy, clappy Bethelites, whatever. Fuck you. Listen, it's, it was the worst. I got to the point where I did not want to play sports at Bethel uh, just because of, it was just bullshit. It was like bullshit. There's no refs. There's no coaches. And it's just all these guys who are trying to make up for the lost glory years that they didn't get to play in school. And they're, all of a sudden you're, you know, 30 years old or you're 25 or you're 45 and you're trying to be this fucking sports star now <laughs> and make up for that those years you did get to play in high school and it just was a mess it was a mess it was a mess and they just cannot make that connection that, that that's why that's happening there and again it's not every game um not across the board but i saw a lot of it and i just want to talk briefly about my own experience. Now I was taken out of school, right? At and and homeschooled at some point. But I was like a big I don't know, like a big guy. I was pretty big already before I was taken out of school. I mean I was, you know, considerably like heads and shoulders above my classmates already, sixth grade, seventh grade. And I did have already some coaches like, hey, think about sports. You know, you should think about sports. And of course I would get in my head like of course I want to play football of course I want to play basketball and kind of go home and I knew what the answer was already but you try to like bring it up in a roundabout way so oh, mom and dad do you know I'm just I'm the coach and they're like instantly like, mm. this probably fueled part of my homeschooling too the reason why I was homeschooled and just no 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 and if there was ever a family in the congregation with it that let their kids play sports oh wow boo boo like they're not good and you're not supposed to hang out with that kid because they play sports and you're going to get cross-contamination from them. You're just, they're going to ruin you spiritually. We wouldn't, like, we distance ourselves from that family, right? So they just had this, again, this culture set up, these completely out-of-context scriptures that they mash together to make these rules and keep kids out of sports. And it's a shame. It's a shame because it should at least be an option. I'm not saying all kids should be pushed into sports by their parents. That's not it. But you should at least have the option if you want to, you know, play basketball, you want to play football, soccer, you want to be on the ski team. Um, and this this isn't just sports. I mean, it goes across the board for kids and their opportunities. They're, they're, it could be sometimes just being in the school band, just not allowed. If it's anything extracurricular, they don't want you to participate in it. Um, they don't care about your personal development. They don't care about your success. They just want you to dedicate your time and energy to them, your focus to them, and nothing else. And I'm going to point out one other thing. In here, they're talking about competi- competition, seeking other people's admiration, um, glory, all this stuff, right, as being a bad side of sports. Let me ask you something. 
if you are a 16-year-old Jehovah's Witness and you decide to become a regular pioneer, that's somebody who signs up to preach 70 hours a month, door to door as a Jehovah's Witness. It's kind of it's like a special position if you've never been a witness before. If you sign up for that as a 16-year-old, guess what happens? Guess what happens? People start to glorify you. Oh, pats on the back. You're doing so good. You've got your shit together. You're such a good Jehovah's Witness. And guess what? And then people start to admire you. And then they take you and they trot you out on the stage at a platform in front of 2,000 people. They interview you, maybe even more people. Maybe it's a bigger convention. And you're in front of 20,000 people, 30,000 people. Who knows? You're in the middle of a sports stadium with all eyes on you talking about you. How is that different? Is there competition in the congregation? Hell yeah, there's competition. Hell yeah, there's competition in the congregation too. People competing to look more holy, more righteous than the other people. Jesus, they can't figure this stuff out. And you know, Don't even get me started on the governing body. These assholes have their own TV channel. They have people praising them all day long. They go out in the middle of these sports stadiums. I remember at the International Convention at MetLife Stadium, I mean, they had this, it's a sports stadium and you have this assholes in the middle of the field giving a talk in front of like 40,000 people and everyone's looking at him and they're just he's totally glorifying him like he's like a superhero he's on the fucking jumbotrons like at least athletes if they get kind of rich and famous will try to get back to their communities most of the time they'll have charities they help out with these guys Forget it. It's like they can't, but no one will ever make that connection, you know? They'll never make that connection. Because if an athlete says, I'm only here thanks to God, yeah, right. But if the governing body says, I'm only here thanks to God, like, oh, he's so humble. He's so humble. So, yeah. It's just another way of squashing kids' dreams. That's what it is. <laughs> it just, it's, again, just all rolls back to control and especially um, absorbing people's time and energy and focus. And that's all I have to say about school sports. I hope you enjoyed my rant. Um, feel free to reach out to me. I've been getting some great emails actually and direct messages on through Instagram at Armageddon podcast or Armageddon podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up. I'm trying to um, keep up and get back to people as they contact me. So I appreciate that. And I'll be re- doing another episode here pretty soon.